Born free and living free, Mr. Mickey, my friend and my colleague, somebody who's inspired me since I got into the business, really. Well, when I got back to New York after my modeling career, Mr. Mickey was always on the cutting edge, and he's never seen anything sparkly that he didn't love, and I think that says a lot about his personality. He's just as sparkly as the polo shirts he loves to wear. He's traveled the world and picked up lots of lessons, lots of recipes, lots of anecdotes, and he shares them with us here on True Crime, Fashion, and Passion in this new segment of Fashion and Passion with my co-host, Pat Cleveland. Hello, hello, Naeem Khan is here. I am so excited about our next guest, Jay Alexander! Alexander. New king yes. of New York Fashion That's Week, right. Raul Peñaranda. Stop it to make me blush like a white woman. Uh, what was that inspiration again? So, inspiration was Norman Norell. Oh, I think what motivated me to keep going was paying the goddamn rent. How do you get to be the king of New York Fashion Week? Yes. When you are the only dog and you don't care i was trying to scream i was trying to tell everybody i'm here worked with a genius like him you make things that are made by hand it's craftsmanship at its best that was kind of a routine that you knew how to do a deal with the timing oscar one time said to me focus in the product Yes. and let the product speak for itself. Yeah. You know, the real Miss J yeah. on Instagram, you know where to find my black ass. I love you guys. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Well, I'm really, really excited today about our guest. Pat and I, you know, we're big fashion people. And people always say to me about fashion, what's your favorite thing about Fashion Week? And I say, it's the people. And one of my favorite, favorite, favorite front row figures is the one, the only, Mr. Mickey. Thank you. Well, you two are two of my favorite people. Oh, thank you. It's a love fest. It's (laughs) a love fest. First, I just want to start right from the beginning. My hat today. Oh, yes. My Legend- hat today. Tell Legendary queen. Yes. Legendary yes. queen. You know, um, well, I've started doing this clothing line, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mickey. Mm-hmm. And our tagline is put a little sparkle in your life because, you know, my favorite color is shiny. You know, it's funny whenever at shows when people ask me afterwards, oh, what are the trends or what are you seeing that you like? <laughs> For me, it's always sparkle. Yeah, that's sparkle. right. To that's me, what if, we live on. If you don't, you know, if you don't love sparkle, I I have a block about you already. Which yeah. is, we can, we can work on. I'll try to understand you, but it just is so. F- well, we all sparkle from the inside. It's right? true. It's, it's true. You Absolutely. definitely sparkle from the oh, inside. Well, you, you came so all the way from oh. Illinois. You graduated and you did schools and you did all of that thing that people dream about. But you also spent a year in Madrid teaching. And this I for did. me is like, wow, how did, how did that go? That was amazing. You know, and it's funny because teachers are so important. I mean, and I think we all can look back and, you know, think of a teacher who really was inspirational to us. And for me, it was this one. One of them was this woman. Mrs. Batco and I remember she was so pretty she had frosted hair feathered Mm -hmm. she was my freshman year English teacher she wore a lot of makeup she wore semi-see-through skirts with no slips she was a little bit racy uh-huh. and she was the first teacher who ever sort of told me mm-hmm. said that I could be a writer or was a good writer and you know because she would give us these assignments where just write whatever you want just be super creative and do your thing and so I sort of really just went there on this one project and she was talking to the class saying oh this person did really great and oh Jimmy thank you did really well I loved this and I thought oh no she must have hated my thing and at the end she said and Mickey I just don't <laughs> even know what to say it was like so amazing and I was like oh my my God, she liked it. And I find personally, I've had the exact opposite experience of that. And I think as, you know, outsiders or LGBT people or, you know, people who look different or think different, we're all used to sort of being shunned and, yeah. you know, Aww. 
it's, you know, we all hopefully find that person who helps us realize that what we think makes us horrible actually is what makes us fabulous. Your so, gift. And Mrs. Batko helped with that. So, you know, I had done my junior year of college. I went to Purdue in Indiana. I'm from outside Chicago, Hanover Park, Illinois. And I just would like to say I went to high school with Sherry Shepard, who now is oh, taking wow. over the Oh, wow. Wendy, so, yes. So, hello, Sherry. Good for you. Make some noise. Did you She's see younger. Her? Yes, 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 dear. And did you, did you speak Spanish to her then? No, you know, I did take Spanish. And I remember as a kid, I wanted to take French. And my mother insisted I take Spanish because she said it was more practical. Although I honestly believe she thought it was less gay to take Spanish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my Lord, and macho little man. Little did she realize macho. that you could do a lot of gay things in Spanish also. But anyway, so I had done my junior year abroad there and wanted to go back after I graduated to, um, and in between, actually, I graduated a semester early. Then I worked at a Hawaiian tropic suntan lotion factory in Daytona oh Beach, God. Florida, which was like I a can't total. Imagine. Are we allowed to cuss on this show? Yeah. Yes, please Total do. shit show, but amazing. Oh. I met amazing, crazy people. On the night shift at the Hawaiian Tropics. Honey. And then went back to Madrid to teach English. And I taught mm-hmm. at the Ministry of Economy. So it was business people in suit. Wow. And oh also God. kids. Mostly, like, I taught, like, five-year-olds. And then I also did, like, a class that was high schoolers. Wow. And it was really amazing, I have to say. And I feel like I wish I could do it again because oh. I feel like I learned so much mm-hmm. doing it. You yeah. know, and it's that old cliche. All the old cliches are true. Everything your mother ever told you is true true mm-hmm. all the old cliches because you know they say like the teacher learns more from the student than That's the student true. does yeah. and really I, I did and I think of some of the kids who I taught and meanwhile this was in like 1987 so yeah. I mean Whoa. these people mm-hmm. the, the five-year-olds are like grandparents practically at this point ah. yeah. but um well so and they were amazing. just out of Franco in that mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. Like, absolutely was, they were they lived in Franco they yeah. it was crazy. you were a blessing for them you yeah. came yeah. in like a shiny star well <laughs> you mutual, opened doors it was mutual I mean uh-huh. and, yeah it was an incredible time to be in Madrid because mm-hmm. as you mentioned Franco had just died about 10 years before mm. and it was called La Movida it was a mm. blessing Almodovar was doing his thing lots of amazing designers like Sibylla mm-hmm. and Jesus Del Absolutely. I, I, I was modeling yeah. in Spain yeah. at that Hello. time so I remember mm-hmm. there yeah. you go yeah it was an incredible time so mm-hmm. and that's why I think it's so important for people to travel or study abroad or to live abroad or you know to do things because it just until then you know I had never been out of the country <gasps> You know, for the people who I grew up with, a lot of them sort of live there still. Like, they haven't really ever left. And to me, I love Hanover Park, Illinois. fabulous. Don't get me wrong. But I appreciate (laughs) it so much more now having left it. Do you know what I mean? And I think wherever you're from, you need to explore other places. And especially, like, with the kinds of crazy bananas, geopolitical stuff that's happening now in the world. It just helps so much to have been to a place. And so you could put a face to a culture or a face to a country. So, yeah. I felt the kids a lot of times when I was there in that. I was there in 82, 83, 45, all that time. And there were a lot of junkies. It was a lot of drugs because it was this freedom that they suddenly had because Franco was so oppressive. Mm -hmm. And to think, you know, I didn't even understand what was going on. And and you have to always realize, like you say, to live abroad, that's their backyard. They grew up in Alicante or Barcelona or these small little towns all over. So for them, it's not glamorous. But for us, it's like, wow, it's a whole new world that you get to experience by living in Europe. Well, you must have given them some good advice. Maybe some of them came to America. You never know. Yeah. And they Mm -hmm. must have found something to read in your column. (laughs) And I'm sure they just looked at you like you're from another planet. Because they used to say to me, say dark, say dark, because I dressed in black clothes. Like nobody wore black clothes in Europe Mm -hmm. in the 80s. Like it was for funerals. Mm -hmm. And did you shop at Zara? Did you see Zara? (laughs) Not then. then. You know, and I remember this woman took a bunch of us around, Uh. a bunch of us students. 
And you <laughs> I know, did today. We did a little <laughs> walking tour of the city. And she, we stopped at Zara mm-hmm. in like 1986 or wow. something like that. Wow. And, and Adolfo I, Dominguez, right? I, Adolfo I Dominguez. only shopped at Adolfo Dominguez. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Those of you who are hoarders like me, <laughs> yeah. save we are, we those are. fabulous old yes. pieces you love. I mm-hmm. hope you two have the your fabulous yeah, pieces that are important. No, I do. Because, you know, you go on these things where, you, you know, especially living in New York or if you have a small place, you think like, oh, God, I got to get rid of this thing. No, I got to get rid of it. And I, used to, I only used to shop at Adolfo Dominguez and mm-hmm. I got rid and of Sibilla, every single thing. And Sibila, she was so Sibilla, un, cool. One of the greatest talents of all time, Sibila. Mm-hmm. I think she started something again recently. She is. You know, I've seen on Instagram, she's, or I don't yeah. know if she's personally posted, but um, they're trying to get some of their old pieces back. So they've posted like, if you have any of these old pieces from the glory days of the 80s and 90s to please contact them because they don't have Who are you loving now? Who's, who's speaking to you Fashion now? Fashion-wise? Yeah. Besides us. All oh, of us. Yeah. Besides yourself. I love you. Guys. Guys. Talk more about Mr. Mickey you know, and I mean, Stephen Burroughs I have to mention just oh, because, you. you know, I yeah. because, of course, Pat is a partner in crime <laughs> and other things. Dancing. And um, just, you know, he's so brilliant. And I'm trying to, like, Rick Owens, it's funny mm-hmm. because I, despite love. being in all black today, I normally am more clowny wearing like sort me. of like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You, and you're you to be bright like a, you know, flyer. And I love it, and I need to go on yeah. the website and order yeah. this. Oh my Pat god, oh, Cleveland tracks. Well, I have this Stephen Burroughs top underneath. Oh, perfect. Well, yeah. there we go. Let's see, you can mix it. Um, we'll mix you with us. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect. But you know, Rick Owens. I think I'm a clown, and Rick Owens is a vampire. But there's, yeah, I love people who have a decide what look they love, and mm-hmm. they just go as far as they can with it. So that's mm-hmm. why, like to me, Donatella Versace mm-hmm. couldn't be blonder, <laughs> yes. couldn't yes. be more yes. rock and roll, yeah. couldn't be tanner. And I'm the opposite of that on some levels mm-hmm. but I just love that to mm-hmm. see that kind of extreme there's a designer in London Ashish that I oh, love yes. everything is sequins oh. so cool they yeah. have it at Nordstrom now yeah. I just saw oh, some pieces he and very it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful <laughs> and it's you know so it's not afraid of color it's mm-hmm. not you know he's brilliant I love Simone Rocha there's a lot of designers in London that I think are really great and of course I like some of the old classics like Valentino oh, of course Missoni for mm-hmm. me is always mm-hmm. a moment oh, do you know what I mean beautiful. I sort of am less mm-hmm. interested in kind of what mm-hmm. the cool thing of the moment it is yeah, I love the kind of again also similarly to Stephen Bros there's something mm-hmm. about Diane von Furstenberg mm-hmm. that for me always I feel like always is so of the time Studio 54 mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. working woman without a bra <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> the wrap dress I'm a, I'm a Dries Van uh, Noten guy too worship. Yes. Yes. Worship. I, I am not worthy like yeah. that would be my dream mm-hmm. to be shot by like Paolo Reversi mm-hmm. in, in Dries Van Noten totally. clothes mm-hmm. I'd, I'd live yeah. mm-hmm. and Dries is so timeless yeah if mm-hmm. I had to choose one designer it might be Dries yeah. love 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 yeah, I have and a also lot of his things Mark Jacobs of course mm-hmm. I have to say who's such a doll yeah, and so brilliant our school friend yeah really we grew up together literally really well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Upper West Side. Upper West I side. love it. And I mean, Sharavari. I mean, when I think of Sharavari, I remember the first beautiful piece of clothing. And I often, when I interview people, I say, what was the, f- if it's a fashion mm-hmm. person, I say, and I'd love to hear from you guys, oh. what was the first amazing fashion thing that you bought yourself? Not that like when you were a kid that you made your parents buy you or something. Oh, I would boy. go to Sharavari and I got this Biblos quilted oh my vest God, yes. that was on super, super markdown on the Sharavari, one of the Sharavaris on the Upper West Side. And it was like $150 oh, in like like a million 30 dollars. years ago which was a lot then <laughs> and I wore and I thought I was Mr. Fucking GQ magazine and that Biblos Fest and I had an Adolfo Dominguez suit that I would wear with it sometimes too and I used to be an Al- I'm 
sober now, but I used to drink way too much. And I remember I was at, at a wedding in Crystal Lake, Illinois, and lost the jacket to the suit, lost the vest. I mean, I sort of took the <laughs> and your virginity. I um, God only knows what else <laughs> I lost. Who knows who's wearing it now? I think of that vest and Sharavari as being like such a pinnacle of fashion. But well, that's where Mark got his start. Was I selling know. That's those why sweaters. I mentioned yeah, it, darling. The, the Greek, Ooh. the Greek ladies were making his sweaters, yeah. and and he sold them at Sharavari. Well, yeah. my first so thing was the white boots of Courage. I, oh. I was fifteen. I was boots go. Oh, well, walking me around town, I well, I felt like a uh, million honey. dollars. Let's talk a little about going sober. How is that? How yeah. how did that happen? It's what you know, it's you amazing. A- April first will be twenty five years off. Wow. Of John wow. Thank you. That's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Miracle. You know, it's amazing. You know, I always oh, like to oh, go big or go home. Mm-hmm. You know, it was <laughs> exactly. the same with drugs and alcohol, and mm-hmm. so I just am the type of person who I also didn't want to say like, oh, let's go get drunk on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, I wanted to get drunk mm-hmm. at lunch Monday on night. Tuesday, yeah. not even at <laughs> night during the day. You know, so the more inappropriate a time it was to be um, messed up was the time for me. So Those were the 80s, though. Yeah, but he had his own time. He had his own clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and it it was, you know, I remember once I was at an AA meeting and this guy was sharing. I won't mention who or anything. It's still anonymous. But he was saying he had gotten sober and he was saying, I was walking down the street and I saw this guy laying in Mm -hmm. the gutter who was obviously so high. And I just thought to myself, God, I missed that life. And I thought, (laughs) these are my people. I was like, that is so sick and wrong. But these are my people. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so luckily I worked for somebody who, you know, took me to lunch one day and said, we know you're a drug addict and you have, you have to choose. You can't keep working at paper if you're going to still be on drugs. So we'll Mm. support you if you go to rehab. Otherwise, you can't work with us anymore. So I went to rehab, had a few ups and downs from there, went back to rehab. And um, it's the best thing that I ever did. And because the thing about it, in a way, getting sober in many ways is not just about stopping drinking and drugging. It's about sort of examining yourself and understanding your role in things and how in any situation that you're in, you know, it's so easy to say like, oh, that's my mother's fault or oh, yeah. that's my... And I, the blame I just got game. A, I just got off the phone with my mother right before I came in here. Oh, cool. Lord love her. Her birthday is on March <laughs> Happy 1st. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> no, Happy she's birthday. amazing. But, um, you know, and so sobriety sort of helps teach you, you know, any situation that you're involved in, you're part, you have some responsibility yeah. for. So, and um, yeah, so it's really been one of the best things that ever happened. I watch, I watch Euphoria and I really, it re- reminds me of my time with G. I used mm-hmm. to be best yeah. friends with G and be yeah, a junkie. I know her. And I, know her. And I watch, yeah. I, I literally, it's so funny you said that about I watch it and mm-hmm. I wish I, I literally have been just so addicted to mm-hmm. Euphoria instead of mm-hmm. <laughs> other things. Yeah. And, but I watch and I just feel like, wow, mm-hmm. these kids think they're so wild and so cool. Like mm-hmm. I was doing that with Gia, yeah. Like, and and Sandy Lindner, who's very close with mm-hmm. with Gia, obviously mm-hmm. for all the yeah. romantic and all that reasons, yeah. and she still lives in that moment. Mm-hmm. And and I saw her one day, and I said, you know, have you seen Euphoria? And she's like, oh my god, you know. And I'm like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. Gia, isn't it? And she's mm-hmm. like, it's like identical. And yeah. you really, there's a part of you that craves it, and there's mm-hmm. a part of you when she just crashed, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give away episode Uh-oh. nine mm-hmm. or ten, <laughs> but when she just kind of crashed, you're like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, that's the part I didn't like. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, they say Mm -hmm. how when you're on drugs, there are different phases. One is it's fun all the time. And then it's fun with consequences. And then it's just consequences. And so it's like if you're not even having any fun anymore. That's why for me it was in a way easy because it just was 
all the crashes. It was all yeah. the friends not wanting to hang out with me, stuff, nothing good happening, bad, <laughs> losing all the good wrecked, stuff, losing all the good stuff. Uh-huh. So yeah, in a way, mm-hmm. and I you didn't I didn't know it at the time, but it's again, this is one of those things. Your everything your mother ever told you is true. It's like if mm. the good stuff comes when you work hard mm. and you try, it doesn't happen overnight. And um, life lesson, yeah, life, life lesson. lesson. And now you're a good teacher once uh, again. Yes, so. once again, help teaching. people through. Uh, Let's so. talk right? about the weight loss. Mm-hmm. I know this is like yeah. been a big struggle all, all mm-hmm. through the life, and mm-hmm. and, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think you know your your people just really gravitated to that that story for you. They do. You know, it's funny because um, being a fashion person. And being a fat person are so, it's like (laughs) banging your head against the wall on so many levels because, you know, every single thing about fashion is telling you you're too skinny, you're too fat, you're too you're too black, you're too white, you're whatever, you know, yeah. everything's wrong about you. From even when you go to the show, this, you know, you have 14 inches for your butt, and let me yeah. tell you, my ass is bigger <laughs> than 14 inches. Even when you're in the show, you yeah. feel that way. Absolutely. Yeah, it's and it's, painful. you know, and it's funny because fashion can bring such joy, and like, again, just looking at Pat in this outfit, <laughs> I'm so happy looking at you in these bright colors and your Mr. McCann, I'm so happy. And, you know, that, it's, there's that nugget inside of fashion that I think makes all of us put up with all the craziness, and, or the fact that there are people who are so talented who don't get the recognition they deserve and there are people who are less talented who get celebrated and you know, mm. cheered on yeah. and, you know, showered with money and accolades. But so for me, it was always been a little bit strange because also I love clothes, but also you go to stores and especially because <laughs> yeah. I like to wear ladies clothes, not for any <laughs> gender issue, just because they're, they're more beautiful. colorful they're better, and fun. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, try, try, you know, being a 230 pound man trying mm-hmm. to squeeze into, you know, <laughs> the latest ladies blouse. It's yeah. not yeah. easy. Ladies, so, um, so but that, you did it. You I did it. it. Yes, I did. Honey, did where there's well. a will, there's a way. You know, and I, so for me, it's, just I've always it's always been something that I've dealt with and I've you know tried to handle it in different ways I've starved myself I've just said fuck it I'm gonna eat whatever I want and Mm -hmm. just ate nothing but french fries and been fat and (laughs) felt sick and so for me I you know I now where I'm at which is I do WW I'm not a paid spokesmodel I'm just like a fat person who's (laughs) gone there for many years (laughs) and um you know because for me I like to have some kind of structure I still eat french fries but instead of eating them three times a day every day I eat them like a couple times a week or you know maybe once a week but um so anyway I never and I never really sort of talked about it with people. But then when Drew Elliott, who used to be the one of the, the editor of Paper, but mm-hmm. is now at Mac Cosmetics as he's global creative director. Yes. Oh, he's, he's fabulous. Yeah. Love, mm-hmm. love Droopsy. You know, he's so brilliant. And he um, said to me at one point, he said, you know, I think you should write about your weight. And I uh-huh. said, really? Like, why would anybody who care? That's to, that? to me, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's care. just something that's so, you know, at the bottom of everything. And even when I got sober, I realized a lot of the work I did with thinking about, you know, drugs and mm-hmm. alcohol, a lot, you pull that away and it was weight. You know oh. what I mean? Like, I was a crystal math addict. And a huge part of that was when you don't eat for three mm-hmm. weeks, you oh, yeah. get a lot skinnier and oh. enjoy wearing your crazy yeah. outfit. You did it for fashion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, um, so I thought, well, okay, I'll try it. And it just was the most natural thing in the world. It's just, it's, and it goes back in a way to sort of saying like you should really be who you are. And yeah. if you try to pretend to be something that you're not, it it shows. And if you just really are who you are, and I just me being real and talking about my real experiences, mm-hmm. people reacted to. And I feel the same way when you see somebody on Instagram, for example, talking about something that really is obviously important to them or means something to them. It just really speaks to you and really touches you Universal. and sort of you connect with them in a way. So I think that's been a really sort of amazing, interesting thing. But then, you know, it's still a roller coaster too, because then, you know, there are people who say to me, oh, you're that I'm a traitor to body positivity by going to WW or trying oh, to lose weight or haters. And I really, I don't, I don't try to lose weight. Now I t- try to love myself whatever size exactly. I am, but there's a, I try to 
be at a weight where I can walk up the stairs from the F train without feeling like I'm going to drop exactly. dead. And panting. You know I mean? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're saving so your for own me, life. You're healing yeah. yourself. And I'm still technically obese when, I, when I'm at that weight where I can make it happily up the stairs without dropping dead. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's, again, that's a whole other thing. It's like, what is obesity? All the, it, so you it's must all, love what's happening on the runway. You know, I like do. I think it's change. amazing. When I think also, when I, you know, the world, there are a lot of horrible things happening in mm. Ukraine and yeah. in the world oh, with COVID, oh with every, so many horrible things. But mm-hmm. we have made so much progress on certain levels. And when I think about when I used to carry around a lady's purse <laughs> in the late, in the early 90s, and let me tell you, it was not the look. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? And Brave. so now I see like Harry Styles carrying mm-hmm. a purse and whatever. And I'm just so happy that people can express themselves fashion-wise. They can express their gender in ways that are too advanced for me to even understand. And I think it's, <laughs> that's I'm happy. really crazy. It's totally fine as long as they understand it. And I mean that they literally Welcome like yeah, the days, yeah. Welcome and them I'm, into the tribe. Yeah, Isn't it amazing when we, uh-huh, us three, us, look at yeah. people and go, I don't even understand where they're coming from. Like, absolutely. I'm such a rebel and now absolutely. I feel like, what? Totally. I'm confused. Oh, it's odd. It's odd. There's always surprises. Yeah, they're, yeah. Out, they're out doing us. Yeah, oh, let's, let's don't be jealous. About, talk about purses. <laughs> mm-hmm. The leopard fanny pack. Oh. I absolutely need that. Uh, well, I need. We'll I need I'm going to yeah. give you cash. I need to get. I'm gonna well, <laughs> the, also the, the the thought of a fanny pack. I mean, a fanny pack is so oh, wrong on so many but levels. Leopard, and sometimes leopard, and it's, it's a true. good leopard. You yes. know the difference between yeah. a bad leopard yeah. and a good leopard. I can't stand yeah. a cheap leopard. No, I like this I leopard. Yeah. This leopard is yeah, so good. Well, this woman who's the head of merchandising at Live Rocket, Flo, who came from Bloomingdale's and then from Ralph Lauren. It's not COVID. I just got tested. But she's brilliant and yes I love leopard also to me leopard is like Classic. It's the classic. It's the. It's it like is. a total. It's a staple classic. It's not even wild or anything. I don't think there's one woman the who fanny hasn't pack, put it I've on. I've been obsessed. He's I like, know. He's like, oh, I want to give you a cap. And I was, like, looking, I was like, when I went to look at everything, I was like, girl, oh, next I time the, I'm in the office, I want the leopard, leopard fanny pack. But yeah, I, again, I'll wear that thing on my I love fanny. This though, my hat. You know, I was on. I was on a WW cruise again. I'm not plug. I'm not. Don't. I'm not saying spend your money. I'm just saying I was on a WW cruise that I was going to write about, and it was the cruise of the Mediterranean. I never been on a cruise before so that was like a whole other story which was an interesting experience I have to say and the point of my story being I said fanny pack and there were some British women <laughs> oh. who we were with and I you can't say fanny pack in England oh, no. because fanny do you know this everybody is no. slang for a vagina oh, oh a vagina so it's like basically saying pussy pack day. where's my pussy pack where's my you might want to take that home oh, with you Romaine because I said it was so weird to pussy me because <laughs> there are two things in England I adore England and I love London but there are two things that people do there that that shock me completely. Okay. Two things they say. One is they always say, where's the toilet? Oh. And for you, like the word toilet to me, it's like you just peed right on me. It's like, <laughs> like washroom, the ladies room. And even the queen. I remember you like- you like that though, right? <laughs> well, not exactly. Moist, moist, I remember moist, even, moist. I interviewed Carla Bruni <laughs> okay. after she had, and who I worship uh, and love, yeah, love, love, worship, love, bow down, bow down, bow down. And she was saying how she, when she was at Buck, did a, they did a visit to Buckingham Palace yeah. with her yeah. husband. Yeah. As yeah. one does. Sarkozy. Said, oh, and the queen was just so nice. And she said, she took me into the room and said, oh, here's your room and here's the toilet. And I was like, <laughs> the queen is saying the word toilet and pointing to you, which again, that makes me crazy. And also they, in England, I feel like they say the word, a word that I'm going to say that's oh, shocking. I know it. They say, say the word cunt oh, all the time. And for me, like it's, if you say that <laughs> word, that is like, uh, I never deep. say that Very word. Deep. That is a bridge that is burnt that's forever. But there they're just like, oh, mum, you dumb cunt. What are you, you talking about? Cunt. And I'm like, oh. Have you seen Afterlife, Ricky Gervais' show Afterlife? No, I haven't. Oh my God. It's a must 
love him. Ricky Dre, and he says cunt like 300 times an episode. Yeah. It, it's it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal yeah. show, and he writes it, directs it, and produces it, and stars in He's it. Great. And it's mm-hmm. Afterlife. I'm telling you. I have to watch it. You, you, what channel is it on? Is it on uh, like BBC or something? Or? Mm-hmm. HBO, no, I believe. I think him. it's HBO or Netflix. I will watch it. He's Afterlife. A, he's you a big animal it. lover. It's I love only three ep- three series, three uh, seasons, and it's done. I can make but that it's, work. But it's 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 funny. It's brutal. And if you want to hear the word cunt all the time, it is great. <laughs> well, I don't want to hear that all the time, but I will no. watch it because I love Ricky. Yeah, Live we Rocket. We love him very much. What's it like to launch a, a, a yes. new form of e-commerce? A new form of e-commerce. Yes. You know, it's it's the next level of QVC or yeah. HSN or yeah. any of that. Amazon. Well, you know, from the beginning, I have been a viewer of QVC and HSN. Yeah. I just think it's the most entertaining. <laughs> I've been down there. I oh, mean, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I just, there's something about, maybe because I talk all the time, but hosts who can just sit there and talk about nothing for 24 hours at a stretch. Unbelievable. And make you want to buy these things. I just find it so fascinating. Talent. It's an art. That's Talent. an art. Talent. It's true. It is a true, true, mm-hmm. true art. Mm-hmm. And I've been old friends with this man, Mark Bozek, who, oh, yes. whom yes. you know, and, mm-hmm. um, he got his start working with Willie Smith. Not even he, he actually got his start as the assistant to Lee Strasberg, the wow. legendary actor. So he has stories, honey, about Shelley Winters. We need about to have Robert him come on. You I need to have him on. I'm he gonna, has you'll incredible stories. But he ended up then working at Williware with Willie Smith and did some amazing stuff there. And Willie lived downstairs from Kim Hastrider, who started Paper. So they were like family. So and Mindy Grossman also worked oh, there, and yes, she later was the CEO of HSN, as yeah. was Mark. Now Mark, she's at Weight Watchers at W. Yes, I'm following that one. She she actually is just leaving now, so I'm stalking her. I don't know where she's going next. You'll be there. I'll be there wherever you are, maybe. (laughs) I will follow you. (laughs) But um, so Mark ended up being being sort of uh, taken under the wing by Barry Diller. Speaking of Princess Diva, they're all connected. They're all connected. He ended up going from Fox Television to QVC when um, Barry bought QVC, and actually in the movie Joy with Jennifer Lawrence, the guy Barry or Bradley Cooper plays. Mark. Anyway, just to give you, and Mark <laughs> yes. ended up being Not CEO bad. of QV, uh, CEO of HSN, and I would Mark would send me package gift bags, goodie bags from. HSN or QVC, like Suzanne Summers pajamas or mm-hmm. things like that that I would wear to the club and think yeah. I was of so course. fun. <laughs> nice. And he would give me scoop. Like, I wanted to know, like, yes, it was great to go to a party with Ma- that Madonna was at, but I wanted to know about Connie Stevens yeah. and the Forever oh, Spring yes. Line. Oh. So Mark was my connection to that. Flash forward years later, he made a Mark uh, Bill Cunningham documentary, which I... You know, which is amazing also. And we so we were talking a lot about that. And then he said, you know, by the way, I want to launch this new platform that's not your mother's or your grandmother's QVC. That's a new way to shop. Um, and I was like, I love I it. And he said, would you ever, I've always thought you'd be great to do a brand. Would you be mm-hmm. interested? And I was like, hello, Mr. Mickey, Sorry. put a little sparkle in your yes. life. And so also because of the pandemic, you know, it was such a crazy time and we were all kind of sitting on our couches <laughs> with a lot of free time yes. mm-hmm. and a lot of stress. So I, it just seemed like a really fun thing to do. And I, as I said, I'd always watched QVC and HSN through the years for entertainment and I also for shopping. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, so it's been really fun. So it launched really in September. I'm the first uh-huh. brand they did, but they've worked with a bunch of other fun designers and have more things coming. And yeah, it's been super fun. And we have a studio in the seaport. Excuse me. There are actually two studios. There's QVC, there's um, QVC, Live Rocket 1 and Live Rocket 2. Wow. wow. Well, how come two? Yeah. Well, because one was he, um, Mark did a thing inspired by the Bill Cunningham documentary, The Times of Bill Cunningham. Oh, okay. And this was The Times of Bill, a sort of an immersive experience. So that was in one studio. That was in the former Abercrombie & Fitch mm-hmm. flagship. Mm-hmm. And then Studio 2, which is the one we use every day, mm-hmm. used to be a super dry store. So, uh, yeah. Uh, wow. At the seaport. 
Well, I'm so glad we've had this time together. Yeah, but to have so a laugh and sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before you know, Carol Burnett, one of my favorites of oh, all time, I have too. to say. We are going to wrap this up. How can everybody find you? Yes. Tell us. You can just search Mr. Mickey Live Rocket or go to liverocket.com and click on Mr. Mickey. Or you can find me on any social media platform at Ask Mr. Mickey. That's there right. you go. Or we on any you. corner on a Friday night. Absolutely. Oh, my on God. 38th Street Fanny here. Pack, <laughs> Thank you. We love you. Oh. I, I know we say that in fashion way too much. No, but we're we not mean saying it. I hate them. No, no. we really mean it. <laughs> no, we really mean it. It's a small you. world. This thank has you. been a yeah. mutual thank admiration you. society for a long time, and yeah. it's great to see you guys. Thank you. Well, size ain't nothing but a number, and my friend Mr. Mickey teaches us that. I think his his ups and downs with his weight, his struggles through dependency on drugs and alcohol, and his wild partying ways <laughs> have made him the person person that he is. And we love him so much for that. I think he is one of the most popular people in the fashion industry. He is one of my favorite people to see on the front row. When Fashion Week comes around, he is definitely someone I look forward to hanging with and learning more about. I hope you all check out his clothing collection. And next week, you have to tune into True Crime, Fashion and Passion. We have the most amazing story about one of Hollywood's biggest stars with a huge, huge, huge hit show and many years in the industry. And his wife, who met a sad and unfortunate soggy end. This story is extremely sad because Noreen Kidd was a very good friend of mine, and we had a very deep and bone-chilling conversation just a few weeks before her death. Tune in next week to True Crime, Fashion and Passion to hear more of the details of the murder, or was it the accidental death of Noreen Kidd Shatner?